0: The azaleas around town are just amazing, aren't they? Probably you have one or two of them in your yard. It seems like everywhere in Shreveport you see azaleas. And it's, if you don't, it's hard to make your way to church because you just want to stop and you want to look at the azaleas and just take in the beauty that's there. Uh, Jack and I went out to the uh, Norton yesterday and just wanted to take a look around and see what the azaleas look like out there. And they're just stunningly beautiful. And, of course, not all of them are fully in bloom at this point. It's amazing how that works. You could drive down the street, and on one side of the street, all the azaleas could be out and just bright and beautiful. And on the other side of the street, the street that doesn't get the afternoon sun, they're just not quite there yet. They're starting to open up, and they're starting to show a little bit of color, but it's, it's just not the same. So if you're an azalea, it really uh, matters what side of the street you're on, right? Uh, And it's just, it's amazing to think about what the light does for a flower, for a blossom, for uh, a bush, to be able to see the light hit it and be able to bring something so beautiful out of it. It is truly amazing, and it's a beautiful time of the year. Well, today we get exposure to some great light here in the gospel, don't we? This is a wonderful story, and as I mentioned earlier, it's one that we can find ourselves in in different places, And it really depends on what place you're coming from in life, wherever you happen to find yourself these days. That's the beauty of God's Word. Every time we read it, we read it a little bit differently than before. God illuminates it in different ways, in different shades, and brings different things to our minds. But our account here is is one of light shining into a man's life, into his very eye sockets, into a community that so desperately needed something to happen, and into a religion as God's light shined through Christ with amazing power and brilliance. Jesus, whom we heard as living water this past Sunday, if you remember the story of the woman at the well, Jesus told her that He was living water, and He offered that living water to her and to her whole community of Sychar. And we heard that story of how the whole community came and followed that woman back to where Jesus was at Jacob's well. And so God revealed Jesus as being the living water to them. But in this story, as John shows us, God reveals Jesus as being the light of the world. Revealing God in such a powerful way. And as He did so, much life and much beauty bloomed as a result of His light shining that day. Possibility is the first thing to bloom in that town that day. The man in our story, blind from birth, certainly didn't live in the realm of possibility. He knew limitations. His life was all about limitations. He'd experienced them all of his life, each day getting up and stumbling over them as he would go about his day. There were constant reminders of his limitations and I'm, I'm sure there were plenty of people around to remind him of them. In case he started to act like he didn't have any or in case he, he, he felt like that maybe others wouldn't notice in his community, no doubt there were people who would remind him of his problem. And also people that would remind him that his problem came from his sins. This is the way this whole conversation begins with Jesus. That really his blindness comes as a result of his parents' sins, or maybe his own sin. That maybe God could heal him, but there's something going on in his life that's preventing this from taking place. And so the people in the community would certainly be aware of this and would remind him of this. But things changed this day when the true light, the light of the world, rose on his town. It was a light that knew no limitations, one that wasn't restricted by shade or by any obstruction. Jesus approached this man living in the darkness that he had known literally all of his life and allowed his light to shine through it all. In case anyone was wondering how he did it, Jesus takes dirt. He just takes common dirt, the dirt and the stuff that we're all made of, and he begins to put it in his hands and he spits into his hands, begins to put the mud, the dirt together to form mud, and he places it on the eyes of the blind man as he's there. And then he tells the man that you need to go to the pool of Siloam, a recognized place for healing, and a place that was recognized by the religious leaders of that time. Go to the pool, which means "sent," and your eyes will be opened. Quite an eye-opening experience. Nothing could limit Jesus Not a lifelong condition, not dirt, not even the doubt of the man or the people in the town. The light of Jesus shined with unlimited reach that day. Blindness turned into vision. Disability became ability. Doubt turned into belief with the words, Yes, Lord, I believe. I believe in You and in what You have done in my life. A blossom of the impossible bloomed on the dry, dead branch of impossibility in his life. And what a beautiful sight it was. We like hearing about this kind of transformation, don't we? We like hearing about transformations. And that's why we consume so much reality TV, where they move that bus and see the impossible extinguished in light of the possible but we tend to think it could never happen with us. Maybe that's why we like to watch them so much, because we hope that they would happen to us. We at some point in our lives have just given up on ourselves, our condition, and we resign that that's just the way that we are. This is how I've been all my life. What's the use of thinking I'm going to change? We say to ourselves, or we give into the thinking that our, our failures, our sins, the wreck that we've made of our lives is just too much, even for God to change? We aren't looking for our lives to blossom any longer. We're just trying to minimize the pain, hoping to get through the day without stumbling or running into too much as we go about our work. The amazing thing, though, is that Jesus doesn't look this way Uh, Into our lives and about the conditions of our lives. He sees our limitations as possibilities. He sees your limitations, your sin, the wreck perhaps that you've made of your life, and he sees a possibility. The blindness of our lives is a small thing for the light of the world. And he comes into our lives ready to work with the the mud and the common things of our lives and to touch us in such a way that we not only see, but that our lives truly blossom, that they become beautiful. Well, that's what we find in this man's life. He not only received his sight, but something beautiful was blooming in his life. He has been in the darkness of the shade all of his life, On the wrong side of the street, you could say. And Jesus enters into His town and onto His side of the street as a mobile light. I mean, everywhere Jesus went, He carried this light of the world. Even as He was nailed upon the cross. Shining wherever He pleased. As the light breaks through to His side of the street, some incredible changes occur. The blooming of this man's life from the light of the world becomes literally evident to everyone in this man's town as as the word gets out. It's like word that the Norton is blooming and all of a sudden, all the photographers and everyone wants to get out there and take in all of the the beauty that's there to perhaps see if it's really true and to see what it's like. Well, people drop by the man's house. They make a special point to see if this is the, the same boy that they have known for all of these years. I mean, they're just so used to seeing him blind and seeing people lead him around that it's hard for them to be able to even begin to see him as being not blind. But as he walks around town, allowing his newly opened eyes to explore the new sights, to take in the shape and the beauty of his mother's face, the colors of the flowers that he could smell in the field just beyond his house, and the water-colored canvas of a sky at sunset. His life was different now. People could see the change in this man. How could they not? As he was the only man in town who never lost that gleam of wonder in his eyes from that first day. And, And the smile on his face never seemed to droop to the frown that he wore for so many years of his life. It was a whole new world for him. His parents could surely see this. Their emotions of joy mixed with the fear such a change creates in the community. Yet they could see their son was not the same boy. His eyes were now wide open. And others saw this change too. The religious leaders, those who don't like seeing people smile too much, first heard about the change and it it bothered them, it irritated them to no end. They were in charge of the light in their city and as far as they could remember, they had not given any permits to anyone else to shine any kind of religious light into their city. How dare someone new come into town, shining the light all around without their permission. There was no doubting, though, that this, life, this man's life had changed. Again, we envy this man, don't we? Having his life changed so radically and all, What we can know, though, is that the the light that entered the shade of his life and touched the mud in his yard and the eyelids of his face is the same light that shines on you and me today. It is still the same light of the world. I wonder, what's different, though? What's different about us that we can't see the same light at times? But this light produces the same kind of changes. It changes our lives radically, if we'll allow it. Leading us out into the new world that we've never seen before. Enjoying the the hues of colors and the beauty of the new creation that God has made for us. A whole new world opens before our eyes when Jesus, light of the world, touches them. We get to start all over again with a brand new blossom of life on the branch of our lives that has been there all along, just waiting for something to happen. Because of Jesus, and again let me say that, because of Jesus, we are now able to see life more clearly, taking in the vivid colors that that God has always intended for us to see. We become aware of the complexities of life. We begin to make out the face of God. And we begin to see the image of God in people all around us, and the, the faces that we pass by from day to day. These are the things we see in, light, in the light of the world. And people see us differently. I wonder this morning, do people see you any differently? As you drove to church this morning, or as you worked this past week, as you were involved in, in a particular activity, did anyone see that your life is different? The effect of Jesus' light on us changes us so radically that people will wonder if it's really us that they are seeing and hearing. She never acted that way before, friends and neighbors will say. He never seemed to care about the poor and the hungry before. I mean, actually, he would make jokes about them. What's different about him? What's he really after? People in the community will say. Yes, people... Parents, children, co-workers, bosses, teachers, and really everyone else, they will see the change. And it may just change them as well, as the rays of light bounce off of you and shine into their lives. They too might be changed. The new blossom of your life is now brilliantly bold in the light of Jesus. And people can see it. And people will ask... What happened to us? What's the reason for the change? How did this blossom form on something that was in such darkness? They will wonder and they might even say to you, Well, we have heard the words of Jesus in our blindness. We have had mud and spit put on our eyes. We have even been to the pool of Siloam. But really, all we can say after being in the light of the world is... One thing I know, I once was blind, but now, now I see. Let's pray.